Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show was inspired by a number of emails I've received over the past month. I'll get to that in a minute. In reality, today's show is about the myth of real estate. There is a giant myth, and it's perpetuated by the people who promote the free evening intro to real estate investing workshops and the weekend boot camp for 199 bucks. That myth is a passive income. Become a real estate investor and you'll never work another day in your life. You'll be sitting by the pool in the Caribbean, sipping away on drinks with an umbrella in them. Last month, I was a guest on the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert and Kim Kiyosaki. On that show, we talked about senior housing as one of the best investment asset classes. Robert and Kim are great people and they've managed to put together a great deal with a senior assisted living operator. Robert and Kim are pure investors and they also run an active business. Their active business is education. They write and sell books and they have speaking engagements. They manage a portfolio of investments of about 8,000 multifamily apartments. They're hardworking people. They also happen to have mastered the art of maximizing their assets. For example, they have a parcel of land on Camelback Road in Scottsdale. It's a prime location. It had a fitness club on it. And when one of the new fancy fitness clubs opened nearby with two swimming pools and everything was bigger and better, their fitness club could not compete. Now, they could have chosen to improve the fitness center, and but that wouldn't have been the right choice for Robert and Kim at this stage in their lives and their careers. Instead, they negotiated a 99-year ground lease with the builder and operator of a senior-assisted living business. Smart move. They get to maximize the value of their land, and the investment appears as a passive investment to Robert and Kim. Now, since the show aired, I've been inundated with offers for land to build assisted living projects around the country. The email is usually something like this. Hey, Victor, I loved your episode with Robert and Kim. I have an idea for building an assisted living project on this parcel of land that's near my house. Would you be interested in discussing this opportunity further? Now, I'm flattered that they appreciate the conversation with Robert and Kim, and I'm flattered that they would love to work with me. But here's the thing. Imagine if I came to you and said, hey, I've got a piece of land. I think it'd be great for a restaurant. I'll point you to the piece of land and you worry about the restaurant. You build the building. You pave the parking lot. You hire the executive chef. You hire the staff. You hire the guys to valet park the cars. You take care of the marketing, the supply chain for the fresh ingredients, and we could be partners. Well, the land might be expensive, but clearly contributes a very small percentage to the success of a restaurant. And the same thing is true for assisted living. Nobody would ever mistake a restaurant business for a piece of real estate. Assisted living is also a service business, just like restaurants. It has a real estate component, but the real estate's a very small fraction of the value creation. It's first and foremost an active business. It's a service business. Yes, the business might get structured so it looks like a piece of real estate for the purpose of having a tax-advantageous structure, but it's not a passive business. Yeah, you can invest passively in an active business, but don't confuse being an active real estate project sponsor with being a passive investor, and they're vastly different. Many businesses have a real estate component to them, but it doesn't make it a real estate business per se. A restaurant isn't a real estate business, a hotel isn't a real estate business, and an assisted living and memory care business isn't a real estate play either. They all reside in a piece of real estate, and there's definitely a real estate component to those businesses. In any service business, the key differentiator is the staff. How do you attract the right people into your organization? 
is the business sized appropriately to afford the best quality people. Some areas in the country limit the size of a care home to no more than six residents. And I can tell you with a high degree of confidence that a six-bed home is too small to be economically viable as a standalone business. These smaller homes are often owner-operated. That's no longer an investment. That's a job where you're the owner, the manager, and the technician in the trenches. That's the worst of all worlds. You want to make sure that even if you're the business owner, you've got sufficient size and scale to be in the owner role. You don't want to be the manager who's hands-on managing the staff, and you certainly don't want to be the technician in the trenches doing the work. That's about as far from an investment as you can get. As you think about that, pay close attention when an opportunity is presented to you. Is this a business or is it an investment? Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. and talk to you again tomorrow.